0: And today, we're talking about Navigating Loss.
1: Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm great.
0: How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Good. Yeah. Good. I feel, like, super lucky because we're having this really late, summer it's october and it's like 80 degrees out oh nice that's yeah wow i feel like we've had even better weather than that
1: because it's been really beautiful and in the 70s for weeks now it's crazy wow very unusual for us
0: yeah well you guys did have kind of a rough summer as i recall
1: yeah yeah we usually have hot falls though and we didn't have it i'm glad to know that you're having nice fall in portland especially since You were gone for, you know, some prime fall weather. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, today we are talking about navigating loss because um, this was prompted by you experiencing a big loss recently.
1: That's right. My dad passed away on August 20th. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, And I... My mom passed away in 2015, but this loss was different. Losing a second parent uh, is different, isn't it? it?
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's weird. You know, I'm 55 years old, and I st- have this thought sometimes, this feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm an orphan. Yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: generation. Um, I mean, we have aunts who are alive, but, yeah, it's like our immediate family, we're the top generation yeah strange yeah um, and so I um, it wasn't it, my dad died kind of suddenly but um, you know he was quite old and was starting to deteriorate in terms of his memory and so forth so it wasn't um, it wasn't unexpected it wasn't you know devastatingly fast but it was still just like had they only had about I don't know. Was it a week or something to sort of get used to the idea? And he Mm -hmm. died just a couple of days, a few days after I arrived in Walla Walla. And um, the thing that was—it was was such. It's such a a singular experience, isn't it? Going through this stuff. Yeah. And and um, I had not. I didn't know he was going to die that quickly, and so I didn't have Barry come with me. I thought I told him, just you know, stay here in St. Louis, and then there's going to be a memorial service. I really need you there for that, right? And so he passed, and I, I was with him and in the, his apartment, and I felt so alone and, and after that. I mean, that yeah, after I guess it was while I was waiting for the hospice people to come, or maybe it was after they left and they, they'd taken my dad away, but anyway, um, it was a weird feeling. I don't usually ever, I don't feel alone. It made me realize in my life I don't usually feel alone. I've got, you know, I like to be by myself, but there's always right. someone around that if I need somebody around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I texted you right away when he passed, and when you texted me back and said, I can be there by dinner time. It's like, oh, my God, I was flooded with relief. It was like I was flooded with relief about things I didn't even know I was fearing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and so you drove four and a half hours and were there for me, which I am eternally grateful for um, and helped me navigate those first days. And that was really helpful. um, Yeah, I'm so
0: glad I could be there. I think I would
1: have been walking around in circles or something. I'm not sure what I would have done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I think that's the thing about loss. And even, you know, you experienced it before with your mom, and I experienced it before with my dad. But in both of those cases, we had our other parent who was sort of managing everything. I mean, I helped right. my mom a lot, and you helped your dad a lot, but... You're definitely
1: in a support role.
0: Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, you still had them. And that gave us something to do, right? I mean, that was my focus was my dad, let's get these things done. Let's make sure he's okay. But when it was me who had to get the things done, that was harder. (laughs) And I'm so fortunate because um, my friend Denise, who listens to the podcast, hi, Denise, um, is a dear friend from college. She had already told me before my dad died, she said, I'm, I'm coming there, I'm getting on the first plane. And, and she did, she flew from Baltimore. She didn't expect him to die, Th- that, this was Friday, he died Saturday. And um, so I picked her up on Sunday at midnight and you came in on Saturday and you were still there at su- on Sunday. So I had both of you for um, a couple of days, which was amazing, and then you had to go back home and she stayed for a week. So all those things that you have to do You know, buy flowers, um, all the stuff which I could have done. All the arrangements. Oh my God! Yeah, and we were really prepared and everything. But I'm not sure Uh, I would have been so much harder to do by myself. And then to have the two of you with me when we went to the um, funeral home was (laughs) (laughs) because it was such a bizarre time at the funeral home. It was a
0: very bizarre time at the funeral home.
1: (laughs) That's not run-of-the-mill, right? (laughs) No. No.
0: (laughs) No, it it was a very Walla Walla experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was a different, same funeral home, different person who helped when my mom died and my dad was there, so that was different. And with the three of us there, I'm just so glad I had a witness to, I didn't even know how to explain it except to say it was the fellow who helped us who was great was a little unusual. And also he made this suggestion that we <laughs> that we implemented that was amazing. Uh-huh. I wanna talk about that. Is that too weird to talk about the basketball? No,
0: I think it's wonderful. I'm sure some people will think it's weird, but I don't care because I think it's amazing. And I think your dad, Gene, would be so delighted Yes, exactly. It was definitely in keeping with his
1: <laughs> wishes. So he was a big basketball fan, especially of the Whitman College men's basketball team. A super fan, went to the practices as well as the games. And they had given him over the years a couple of signed basketballs, where the, and like championship years where the players signed the balls. And Which he
0: displayed proudly in his condo.
1: In his condo and then in his um, apartment, yes. yes. Yeah, so they were very visible in his apartment when you first walked in the door, they were right there. Yeah, he loved those things. And um, I'm looking at one of them right now. And uh, he, so when when C- Kobe came to pick up his body, the guy from the funeral home, he saw them. And so, the basketballs. So the mm-hmm. next, the, two days later, when we went to the funeral home, Kobe said, you know, I saw those basketballs. I, I know he was a big fan. I've done this before, if you want. I could take one of those basketballs cut it open with the scalpel and we could put his ashes in there and inter that in the niche at the cemetery like really huh and um he said we just have to make sure it'll fit and so i think you and i my recollection is that you and i were like cool and (laughs) and denise was like what (laughs) (laughs) really you're not yeah. going to do this, are you? And um, so we did it. And Kobe worked so hard. He took it, he took the basketball to the cemetery to make sure it would fit in the niche, uh-huh. and he took it to the auto, like the tire place, to get special adhesive to close it up. You could never tell that it was had ever been opened. And so we had it at a private burial. We had a private burial and um, or interment, and it was there on display. And my cousin. Started to pick it up. Oh, (laughs) and and, uh, (laughs) he got there before I did that. Yeah, he's in there. (laughs) Um, so he was such a super fan. I enjoyed telling some of the players and the coaches that I spoke to about it. Um, the new basketball coach, by the way, came to the memorial service, who my dad had never met. Um, oh! But that's how big a super fan he was. <laughs> that he, that the coach knew of him, um, right. even though they'd never met so because he came in during COVID. So um, anyway, so we had that experience at the funeral home. And Having both of you there and helping me with that decision, I you know I checked with my brothers. They thought it was a good idea, but knowing you guys, or at least you, thought it was a good idea. And Denise came to embrace it. Um, I think
0: she did end up googling the size of a regulation basketball yes, to see if did. it would fit. <laughs> yes, she did. She's the most practical and amazing helper in these things.
1: She helped me. We had a. They offered me the opportunity to have a slideshow that the people who were waiting for the service to start, memorial service, could see, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. That's way more work. I do not have the bandwidth for that. And um, I told that to Denise and she said, Are you sure, Janine, because it doesn't have to be hard and it might be really nice. And um, she said, come on, let's see what we can do. And so we were in the apartment and she just took pictures of pictures. And, oh. um, and I put together about a 18 photo slideshow that started with him, starting with him as a little boy and ending with uh-huh. him and my aunt on his 90th birthday. And it was really nice. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah, my initial inclination was to say no. I I can't. I, I no. And she's like, Janine, let it be easy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and you know, all along I'm thinking about like when I said no to that. I'm like, I don't care what's customary. I right. Because there's no perfect way to do this. There's no right way to do this. All I can do is do what I can do and let it be good enough. And Denise helped me elevate good enough a little bit, which was mm-hmm. great and also um, it we you know it turned out to we were lucky cuz he and I had already talked about everything so i knew exactly what he wanted down to the singer and the songs that were sung. right yeah. well first second
0: and third choice singers right. as i recall exactly. that's
1: right <laughs> and um, and then the songs and what at one point one of the songs that he wanted wasn't in the hymnal and so the uh, guy at the church said how about amazing grace instead i'm like yes Sold, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but otherwise everything was to his specifications, and um, so that was really nice. And then we had people come from near and far, which was really beautiful. Um, so, uh, so it was just so weird, and I felt so grateful in so many in, s- like every single day there was something to be grateful about because, um, you know, the help that I got and the support of Walla Walla, you know, just I was right. getting inundated by texts. Um, as soon as he dies, I die, he died, I told you, I told the minister, and next thing I you know, all these people are <laughs> word spread <laughs> like wildfire. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's a benefit of a small town, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. A small town and somebody who had a lot of friends. Um, yeah. And then I had to, we had to wait a while because my brother had to get there from Australia. So his, the service wasn't for he died august 20th and the service was september 1st so i had some time there and i was able to get a lot of groundwork done it's hard to do estate stuff from a distance but he got to you know make get at least some of it going which was nice yeah and get his apartment emptied
0: which is amazing that you were able to do that in that period of time
1: well it was it wasn't a very big apartment and it already
0: you know Done it. Yeah, you'd already yeah. done one major clean out to move yeah. from the condo to the apartment. Yeah, <laughs> and it gave my
1: brothers the opportunity to take whatever they wanted and gave away other stuff. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, yeah, it was. I mean, I got I, my aunt's caregiver, Mary, helped us, helped me, and my brother's caregiver, Chris,
0: helped me. So that was really nice. That's great. I think, you know, that's one of the big lessons in your experience is to. Seek and accept help. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. Because um, it's easy, especially if you're mourning or you know, you're emotional, to think you can do it yourself or just not want to interact with other people, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I was just, I got a lot of help. Um, which I definitely needed. I mean, look at you. You helped. Denise helped. The caregivers helped. The, all sorts of folks. And and, um, and because Denise was there and my dad wasn't, I got to eat really good food. So oh, that's that, true. That's right. So we had the, um, this re- fabulous restaurant in Walla Walla called Kinglet, if you live in Walla Walla. And you haven't been to Kinglet? Please go.
0: Um, oh my gosh, it's it was so, so good,
1: wasn't it? Good, <laughs> yeah. And so I was there about two weeks, and I ate there six times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're only open five days a week. <laughs> it so. was so good, and and the staff, the people that work there, were amazing. Amazing. Yeah,
1: I just finally today wrote them a thank you note um, because they were so kind to me and just. Uh, just so so much kindness Um, and we went there after the funeral um, a group of of eight of us and um, they sent over a beautiful bottle of sparkling rosé to toast my father and stuff like that so oh that's so nice yeah yeah so yes accepting help and recognizing in that you know in that immediate aftermath of a death recognizing there's no right way to do it the, the message mm-hmm. that i kept hearing from everybody was give yourself grace which mm-hmm. really resonated with me and and reminding yourself when you're going through something like this that you're not at your normal capacity and there's right. you, you can't i mean you're expected to do so much and there's no room for anything else at least in my experience like yeah. i could i could take care of I think I managed payroll, <laughs> but that's about all I did for my business, and yeah. um, and and my oh, my employees took care of so much. They were great, um, but uh, getting done what I could and letting giving myself grace for the stuff that wasn't getting done. Mm-hmm. So much email did not
0: get read. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and people understand. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a it's a big transition to go through and, and it's a lot. And and I think the other thing that really made things go more smoothly for you was all the advanced work that you had done.
1: Yeah, that that was really helpful. That, that we had gone through this workbook and when my mom died we'd done it. I mean, we reaped the benefits of that. We did that before she died. And then mm-hmm. my dad and I updated it after she died. So I had updated information. So the obituary wrote itself. I mean, that was, I think an obituary is probably a chore for a lot of people. But for me, it was like no big deal because um, he had told me what he thought was important to be included. Right. So, so just wrote it. I well, did get the date wrong, by the way, uh, in the obituary. Oh. oh no! I submitted, I submitted Denise proofread it, and I said October twentieth instead of August twentieth.
0: Oh and no!
1: The the um, um, person at the funeral home didn't notice either, and then it got published, and I believe it was Geraldine, my friend Geraldine Thomas. <laughs> I sent her a link to it, and she said, "Yeah, the date's wrong," and Larry too. <laughs> uh oh. but, yeah so it, but they were able to fix it it was not a not a problem that that was an example of not good enough yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> well and now you know how that happens from you know all the experiences in your genealogy right. where dates are wrong <laughs> yes i definitely have learned not
1: to trust the not to trust everything especially in an obituary but like with my mom the i went to proofread the um what do they call it? The niche cover thing, the plaque they seal oh, uh-huh. the niche with, and uh, they had the date wrong on it. So even oh, though geez. it could have been engraved in metal, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, we fixed it. You know, before that. Well, there's a good, there's a good uh, lesson because when you're, when you're grieving or you're, you know, your mind's messed up and it's easy to make
0: mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, and it, I think the other thing that is nice to remember is. Um, getting help from someone who's sort of one step more removed from the loss than you Mm -hmm. are is really helpful
1: yeah they're more clear-headed in the case of you and Denise they Denise has been through a lot of loss you have too, and you knew you know you know the drill and so I was able to have clear-headed guidance so helpful Mm -hmm. so helpful oh my gosh yeah, and uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, you did an amazing job navigating loss in a difficult time. Thank you. Well, I got a lot of help, and I'm glad it's behind me.
1: And now I'm just, just now, it's almost two months, um, just now getting back to sort of normal brain power. I st- actually not quite I still can only i can't do it put in my twelve hours, that I usually put in i can only do about <laughs> nine <laughs> but um uh but yeah, I was amazed it's like it was like my brain hurt um
0: yeah, 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 I think it took me a good three months mm-hmm. with my dad and longer with my mom mm-hmm. um definitely longer with my mom. And I think that was part of it being like right in the beginnings of the pandemic and all the weirdness that came with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you that was just a whole layer of hardship placed mm-hmm. on
0: top of it, of, of the loss. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we would love to hear from you, our listeners, how do you navigate loss, you can let us know on Facebook or Instagram, at getting to good enough, you can head over to the show notes on getting to and leave a message in the comments you can uh, give us a call and leave a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. Or you can head over to Twitter, where we're at GTG Enough. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that Good Enough is getting easier for you. Gene might have liked being bounced in the basketball. Court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be right. Oh, that's that's funny. <laughs>